can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. What is going on, everyone? Shaman here. This is a very special episode. I'm going to let the boys just have at it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Big Blue All Year. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, all that fun stuff wherever podcasts are held. Big Blue All Year presents predictions. 32 teams enter, one team leaves. This is the football season. Who will be victorious? Shall it be the New York football giants? Let's find out. Giants fans, it is here. We are recording on Labor Day and the NFL season is mere days away. And you know your boys had to put it on the line and get some predictions before Thursday. So for that, we are bringing you a special episode that is just one huge segment of huge predictions. This is where we offer our huge predictions for the upcoming Giants game. But in the meantime, your boys are taking a crack at the entire season. Now, tonight's episode of Big Blue All Year is not brought to you by Facillo Automotive, but we are very much still working on it. So if anybody knows their VP of marketing, please hit us up on Twitter at Big Blue All Year. Now, Burger, Bubby, talk some week one to me. So, Mac, the Giants are home against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football. So, uh, Joe Judge's first test is a very, very hard one. My key matchup, I think, in this game is going to be between TJ Watt, Bud Dupree versus our number four overall pick. And that is correct. It's Andrew Thomas. Um, I chose this as my key matchup because the rookie is going to be thrown into the fire. Uh, TJ had 14 and a half sacks last season and Bud had 11 and a half. Uh, TJ was a pro bowler and Bud was snubbed, unfortunately. But yeah, that defense is stacked. Um, if we're going to have any shot, Andrew Thomas is going to have to keep Danny Dimes upright. Um, I'm predicting, unfortunately, we are going to lose 28 to 17. The Steelers are such a veteran heavy squad. Ben Roethlisberger's back. Uh, James Conner's healthy. Like, that's a lot to throw in a rookie head coach in week one. Uh, yeah, I, I predict TJ Watt's going to just go off on us. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into it more this week as we tee up this matchup later on. But, I mean, the D-line is just too strong. You talked about it, Berger. I got Steelers walking out of there with a win. Unfortunately, we're 0-1 to start the year. Uh, no uh, no surprise given her track record of starting the season with a loss. Yeah, and also an underrated player on that defense is Hayward, who actually just got a massive extension. Uh, yeah, for my MVP, I actually did say it was going to be TJ Watt as well. You guys still saw my thunder. But it's just it's difficult to see uh, Fleming and Andrew Thomas winning those matchups up front. I think it's going to be too much. I think it's going to be a loss and, and I'm going to put my score 28 to 21. So week two, the New York football giants are at the Chicago Bears. So I will jump into this one. I mean, I know I've been super pessimistic the last few weeks, but 
Well, a slight addendum. Uh, if you guys haven't been to Soldier Field, it looks weird as shit. Walking around the concourse, it doesn't make any sense with how they did the reconstruction a while back, but it is a beautiful place to watch a football game. So COVID aside, if you ever get a chance to watch a game at Soldier Field, I highly, highly recommend it. That aside, I think the Giants are walking out of there with a win. I'm going 21-17. Hell, we almost won last year. And I just don't think Mitch Trubisky is the guy. I think Daniel Jones, you know, Golden Tatami aside, we might have a full complement of weapons in year two. You know, Khalil Mack should scare everybody. He's a great player and might terrorize our offensive line. But there is no, and again, their roster isn't terrible. They have decent players at every level, both offense and defense. They're just not a team that scares me. If the Giants are even going to be a competitive football team, this has got to be a game that we're cautiously optimistic for. I'm penciling it in as a win, one and one, week two at the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, Mac. Uh, I think the Giants are also going to come out of this game with a W, but uh, I'm going to focus on Danny Dimes versus free safety Eddie Jackson in this one. Uh, though, if you guys don't know, he's a Pro Bowler uh, for through uh, last two seasons. Um, got 10 interceptions. guy's a ball hawk. He's one of the top safeties in the league. Uh, as long as Danny keeps it away from him, Giants should have an easy win. I'm not afraid of the Bears either. What about you, Disciple? Well, no win in the NFL is an easy win. Let's just That's just some Joe Judge speak for you. But uh, the thing is, we almost beat them last year. We should have beat them last year. If we had a coach better than Pat Shermer, we would have beat them last year. The Giants got a lot better, and I just feel like the Bears have kind of plateaued. They saw a lot of guys leave. I think I think the Giants are much more improved to the point where they should be beating the Chicago Bears. And I penciled it in a win as a win. 31-24. MVP Saquon. We see a second coming of the hurdle. Some more Madden stick moves. We got it, baby. I think we're going to one and one. Wow, a rare moment where all three of us agree on something. <laughs> Moving on, rolling to week three. At home versus the San Francisco 49ers. Guys, all right, my matchup to watch for this game, and there are many, but I'm going to go with Blake Martinez versus George Kittle. And unfortunately for us, my prediction is the 49ers destroying us 35-14. to I really do think that Blake Martinez is an upgrade over the things that we've had in the past. I really do think that you look at some of the advanced stats of him in the at the Packers, and there were two years that he graded exceptionally high in pass coverage and two years where he did not. And all the stories you hear is that there was a scheme shift and he was asked to be the cleanup guy. So I do think that he has the potential to be a significant coverage upgrade than what we've seen in the past. However, George Kittle is debatedly the best tight end in the league. Uh, you could argue, you know, top three or five, but I think he's one or two. And they just got weapons all over the board. I, I think they're going to spread us out. It's going to be tough. I'm not hugely high on Jimmy Garoppolo, but this is just one of those games where we're not there yet. Regardless of how optimistic or pessimistic you might be about the Giants this year, you have to say we're still on the come up. We're still in that rebound. The 49ers are coming off a Super Bowl loss. Like they are there and they are loaded across their roster. So MVP of that game, Nick Bosa. I mean, our O-line, again, we might be excited about this is the right configuration for the future with some of these young guys, but Jesus, are they stepping into a shit storm these first couple of weeks? And Bosa is going to ruin our game plan. I got him two sacks. Again, 49ers, 
crushing us 35 to 14. Giants walking away with a loss in week three. Yeah, well, uh, all right, I'll step into this one next. Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%, Mac. You know, they just came off a Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs. Like, God, first three games of the season, you know, you're facing some pretty good defenses here. Um, I actually have George Kittle versus Logan Ryan. I think we're going to use that, like, kind of three safety scheme. Um, and I think he's going to zone in on George Kittle in this game uh, to no avail, though, as he will light us up. And I think he's going to be MVP and we lose 24 to 13. Hmm. So my key matchup in this game was the Giants uh, front seven versus the San Francisco running back by committee. I think they were extremely productive last year in winning the war up front with their offensive line and just pushing for five, six yards at will. Really controlling the possession. I feel like Garoppolo didn't even have to do much, really. You know what I mean? Those those running backs were killing it, getting so many yards. But I think the difference will be the San Francisco 49ers defense. They've probably got the best tandem of pass rushers in the league with Armstead and Bosa. So I'm going to pencil this one in as a loss as well. My score prediction is 35-20. to 20, And the reason, of course, is Mr. Nick Bosa. Week four, Giants travel out west to face the Los Angeles Rams. So for this one, I penciled in, in as a win. I think that the Giants are on the come up and the Rams are on the downswing. My key matchup will be the Giants secondary versus the Rams receivers because I really think that our front seven will be able to overcome their run game and the push that the offensive line gives. I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Giants get revenge. Last time they played the Rams was at MetLife. I was there. It was, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was like, what, 54 to 13 or something wild like that. So uh, I think the Giants get their revenge 39-35 in a nail-biter. What do you think, Berger? Ooh, that is, dude, that is some prediction, man. I think this is going to be a loss. Um my key matchup is Aaron Donald versus our entire offensive line because Aaron Donald can just do that, and he does do it. Defensive player of the year, I think he's two times, three times now, um, and he's not slowing down. Also, the Rams were in the Super Bowl two years ago, so another they're not an easy matchup. Um, I think they're going to lose 31-24. to 24. What about you, Mac? You know, I surprised myself as I was looking at this. Uh, I'm actually a little bit optimistic. I mean, the difference two years makes, right? You said it. They were in the Super Bowl just a few years back. But really, you know, is there anybody on the offense other than maybe Sean McVay's scheme that really scares us? I mean, I'm, I'm going with a win. Um, I don't think it's going to be a clear-cut win. It's going to be tight. But pound the rock with Barkley. Keep it away from Ramsey and make Goff beat us. I mean, Donald could ruin our day, but he's a great pass rusher. He's good against the run, but it's not like they have the stoutest defensive line. Uh, I, I think we uh, we walk away with a win there, 2-2. Two, two. Now, and I'm if I could just on. say one more thing. My bad, my bad. I didn't, I didn't mention my MVP. It's James Bradbury. I think he wins the one-on-ones versus the wide receivers, and don't be surprised if he gets an uh, interception this game. Shaman, you write that down, baby. (laughs) Week five, the Cowboys. It's amazing that we are not starting this season at the boys this year, but 
Mm. We finally get him week five, which starts a gauntlet of divisional games. What are we thinking, fellas? I think this is going to be a battle between Zeke and Blake Martinez. Like, you know, Gettleman went out this offseason and paid Blake this money for a reason. It's for these type of matchups. Um, we need him to be that tackling machine that he's been for Green Bay the past four seasons and the slow down Zeke. Um, Blake needs to step up in that middle linebacker and fill the void that's been like this team's Achilles heel since Antonio Pierce left, really, in 2009. I'm going to predict that it's going to be an absolute shootout. The Giants, once again, lose, though, so that's three losses in a row in my book. And we lose 37 to 31. And I think Dax is going to light us up. Uh, he's can't, you know, I didn't realize he had seven touchdowns and one pick against us last season in two games. So he's got our number lately. All right. I also have it as, as a loss, but my key matchup in this one, I'm going to reverse it on you, Berger. It's going to be Devontae Dow's, Downs in pass coverage versus Mr. Blake Jarwin. Be- just because, Ooh. you know, historically tight ends always fuck us. Cowboys tight ends, namely. So, and I feel like Blake Jarwin's always due for a touchdown every time he plays us for whatever reason. He could have no other touchdowns in any other game, but he always manages to piss us off in one way or not. I have this as a loss. I think it's going to be closer than people think. Divisional games, you never know what you're going to get. So I'm going to say it's going to be a loss, 28 to 24, putting my total at this point at two and three. Matt? Berger, throw some respect on Michael Boley's name, by the way. I know our linebacker core has been depleted of talent over the years, but uh, I think he was the last guy we had any respect. Now, he might have been an outside linebacker, but I digress. I, I thought he was more outside linebacker, so I didn't even consider him yeah, a linebacker, but I, I did look that up. I was like, Boley was a good giant. He's I, the last guy I can even think of, but you're right. As far as a, a captain, <laughs> prototypical middle linebacker, uh, Pierce was the guy, but again, so getting back to the boys, uh, really, unfortunately, and you know, not to tip my hand for the the next come around with the boys, but I think that this these games this year is going to look a lot like the 07 Super Bowl year where we got our shit pounded in for two games. It's just we're not going to get that revenge in the playoffs, unfortunately. So for me, the matchup is going to be the Giants receivers versus the Cowboys secondary. Now, if we're talking about an area where I do think that we ha- I have some optimism personally, it is against this uh, Chidobe Awuzi and their um, uh, Trevon Diggs. I mean, I think Awuzi has some talents. I mean, Darian Thompson is one of their starting uh, strong safeties. I don't know anything about Trevon Diggs uh, whatsoever, which could be bad or or good. He's a decent about a corner. cornerback. That's, He's a rookie, though. That's Stephon Diggs' brother. Yes. Well, let's yeah, hope the talent yeah, doesn't run in the family. He kind of stole um, the show if you watched the Alabama tape from last year, though. He was pretty good. I'd like to. I'm. I'm excited to yeah, see. Yeah, pretty he might sure do. he's pretty nice. I, well, so, that's unfortunate. It'll be a but nice competition, would, bro. Let's see. Let's see our wide receivers line up against the rookie and get their uh, their yards and receptions. Let's see it. Yeah, I mean, if there's any place where I think that we can win some matchups, it is there, and I think that we could move the ball because their front seven is a nightmare. However, my prediction is 42-28, boys beating us. I'm sorry, guys. We're just not ready for this team. Um, You know, again, anything can happen in the division, but it ain't happening week five. Week six, this is still getting weird. Washington football team at home. Hmm. I think this is going to be a battle between Chase Young and Andrew Thomas, you know, number two and number four picks respectively in this year's draft. Um, Chase Young is potentially one of the best draft picks to get. 
come out of college in maybe like 10 years. Like the guy's an absolute freak. So I think it's going to be exciting to see how he handles or how Andrew Thomas handles him. That's going to be a tough assignment. Uh, I am actually optimistic in this game. I have the Giants winning uh, the battle of the bottom dwellers in the NFC East. Uh, I think Danny Dimes uh, kicks ass over Dwayne Haskins. And uh, he's going to be my MVP in a 24-10 W. You know, I like that. It's actually very close to my prediction. Obviously, the key matchup is going to be Chase Young versus the offensive tackle. Um, But one interesting matchup to watch here is going to be uh, young Antonio Gibson coming out of college. Now that Geis is gone and Peterson is gone, he is going to be the feature back. And apparently he's got nice hands. He's a great all-around athlete. I'm very excited to see how our defensive game plan is going to line up, especially where wherever the Washington football team may be at uh, week six. But I'm penciling it in as a win, 24-13. to 13, And my MVP is... Jabril Peppers comes back, kicks some ass against the Redskins, interception, hopefully another touchdown. We'll see. But I think Jabril Peppers is a big reason why they win that game. He seems to have uh, Washington's number. Matt? Yeah, I mean, if there's a team that has as many or more question marks than the Giants do, uh, it's got to be the Washington football team. You know, unless Dwayne Haskins takes a meteor meteoric jump in his second year, we should. This is one of the few games on the schedule that you can look at and say, we should win this game. I got us taking the win. I'll catch you on the second time. Week seven at the Eagles. Now, this is a short week. Prime time. Thursday night football. What do you got, fellas? I'm thinking... I think we we always seem to play them close. I think last year we lost in overtime. The other one, it wasn't as good as a game. It was the last week of the year. I think we the last got football game. The yeah, the last football game I was at, actually. <clears throat> and I'm used to going all the time, unfortunately. But anywho, I think the key matchup in this game is going to be the Giants pass rush versus some all-pro and pro bowlers on the offensive line. If we can... You know, bother the quarterback, whether it be Wentz or Jalen Hurts or whatever is going to happen in the uh, Philadelphia quarterback room. But I do think that the Giants lose this one in a close game, possibly over time, 35 to 32. We'll say that. What do you guys think? So as far as matchup that I'm looking at, my matchup is the schedule. Did you guys check the time of the game? I said it at the top. It's a Thursday night football game. A, why in God's green earth are the Giants getting two primetime games in the first seven NFL? Like, how bad is the NFL scheduling that this dog shit roster is getting two of the first, you know, uh, half of the season's primetime? Yeah, there are a lot of Giant fans nationwide, man. You don't, you know. Sure, but like... Our team's terrible. It doesn't matter. It's the New York, uh, you know. It's the New York market. Sure. Like, Nick's up, but they sell out every night. You throw on I digress. When you're not a Giants fan and are like, holy crap, this is the Monday night matchup. I feel like anybody else in the country that isn't a fan of our team is like, Jesus Christ. Like, this Aren't is we playing the Browns on Monday night or no? No. No, we got the Bucs. That's a good Monday, Monday night. God, so we everybody... have another primetime game next. Okay. Well, we'll get into that in yeah. just a moment. Um, <laughs> so for me, the prediction, again, it's a primetime game at the link. Do you really need to hear me say that I think the Giants are going to lose this one? I mean, we haven't won there in years. Is it possible that it hasn't been since 2003? On a short week. On a short week. 
and something always horrific happens. This is where, you know, that infamous uh, Eli seeing ghosts meme is is around. Uh, Victor Cruz tore his patellar tendon. Like, something oh. terrible always happens on primetime games at the link. Uh, so my MVP is history. You know, the, the last decade has shown us anything, we're losing this game. If I want any optimism, who the hell are they throwing the ball to? I mean, it's going to be Zach Ertz. They're about to cut Elshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rieger, and Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I, whatever. I, Dallas Goddard is actually a pretty underrated role player there. Yeah, he was actually really good. Last and year. one stat I want to bring up, one stat I want to bring up, I believe in the last two or three years uh, against the Cowboys and Eagles, the Giants are 0-12. and 12. They have not beaten those teams in quite a while since I I don't think they've beaten the Cowboys since the uh, uh, Dwayne uh, Harris touchdown. Oh God! I right? That. Am I crazy? You might think, be right, dude. Yeah, because ever since then they opened on that that Sunday night football. They lost like twenty four three. Remember? Oh yeah! All right, fuck that shit. Let's uh, keep moving, boys. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, disciple, I agree with you. With your my matchup is Leonard Williams versus Jason mm. Peters, who actually just got rotated from right guard to left tackle today because Andre Dillard uh, is out for the season with, season with a torn bicep. So, if we've been talking on the pods, like we've been thinking Leonard Williams is going to break out, like you better take it to the thirty eight year old. Granted, he's a nine time Pro Bowl. Be in the Hall of Fame, but. 100%, 100%. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great player. 100%. We wish we had but a fucking offensive Leonard. line like that. Yeah, but fuck him. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we need Leonard to be causing constant disruption all game so that curly, ginger-headed fuck Carson Wentz doesn't go to town on us. But y'all don't say that. But, uh, like you were saying before too, Mac, like, dude, these stingy eagles just always find some bullshit and just, like, beat us, like, whether it's a fun return or a 60-plus yard field goal. And I think we're going to lose 21-19 on the road. Uh, Miles Sanders is going to should also dance, say that uh, Doug whatever. Peterson is a very good coach, and the Eagles are a very well-coached team. It's going to be a nice chess match to watch Joe Judge versus the most proven coach in the division right now. That's true. I think Mike McCarthy would have something to say about that. No, but... I agree, but, I mean, he's won the Super Bowl much more recently with That's a worse fair. supporting cast. Oh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't disagree. He also got ran out of town. All right, Burger, we gotta we gotta toss this one to you. We got Week Eight, oh. the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay. What's going on down there, man? Yo, so when I like looked at the schedule, I was like praying this was gonna be like you know down here in Tampa, so I can just like go to the game. But we are in the Meadowlands, unfortunately. So I'm gonna key a matchup on Logan Ryan. Is gonna be on Gronk all game long. And if history serves us correctly, we suck at tight ends and defending them. So I think Gronk's going to have a field day. Tom Brady's going to light us up on Monday night and do what he does best. Um, I think they're going to blow us out. Like, you got, they just got Leonard Fournette, you know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk, OJ Howard, Cameron Bright. Like, the names are endless on this offense right now. Uh, I think they're going to be his 35 to 21, and Brady's going to have a fucking day. All right, let me chime in right now. The, Go for it. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the worst pass defense in the league last year. So my key matchup is going to be our wide receivers, skill position players versus their defensive backs. 
And I think the Giants pull out a win, I got to say. Uh, maybe I'm a little overly optimistic, but I think... That's an understatement. <laughs> Yo, everybody's sucking off the fucking Tampa Bay Bucks. What the fuck have they done, bro? We beat them last year. Yes, they got a little upgraded in many places. But, yo, how do you even know fucking Gronk is playing? How do you even know fucking Gronk is playing week eight, bro? You don't. He probably won't even make it that long. I'm telling you right now. Sorry-ass OJ Howard's going to win the fucking game for you? I don't think so. Giants come in there with the win. And I'm just, you know what the score is going to be? 40 to 28. Calling it right now. Wow, that is a hot. You, you, you're I am a, I'm spitting fire like my name was fucking Little Wayne Fireman. <laughs> Jakarta 2, no advances. Shaman, Shaman, please play that song. Oh there. my god. Okay, so I mean, I'm look, I, I'm looking at the roster, and to be fair, I think the secondary we might have an opportunity to, to, to win against their cornerbacks. I mean. Antoine Winfield Jr. is the only person that I really even know uh, in the defensive backfield. And he's a rookie, um, uh, undersized rookie, who I think will be good. But again, I, I'll give it to you there, Disciple. But holy shit, this front seven is a nightmare. And Gronk isn't even on my radar as someone that scares me. Like, he might be their, like, eighth option on this offense. So, Yo, but look, know, at, look at Bradbury's numbers versus Mike Evans and tell me you're not enthused. No, you're right. I, I just think that that is. But who is going? Yo, as, everybody's crowning these fucking Buccaneers. Receiver. No, everybody's crowning these Buccaneers. So Corey Ballantine has Chris Godwin. Oh god. Okay. No. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Great. Nobody wins any games in the off season. I mean, the the drink. What was it? The 2013. Yeah, Namdi Asmoa. Why don't you ask his sorry ass what the fuck is going on right now? Boom. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> and last year, everyone was, uh, you know, going nuts about the Browns, and they they shat the bed as is Browns fashion. Exactly. So, sure, but something about this screams a little bit different to me. I think their offensive line could be a, a problem, and their defensive backfield could be a problem. But there's no question that their front seven is a monster, and their offensive skill positions are loaded. And you got the goat in Tom Brady. It's a loss. Let's move on. Uh, God, I hope you're right, disciple. But I think you're on crack. So. <laughs> Hey, you're not wrong. Just kidding. I really hope so there, Disciple. I really hope. Sometimes I wonder. Well, there you have it, folks. First part of the season predictions. Catch us next week. We'll have the second half of the season. And again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Big Blue All Year. And rate and subscribe anywhere podcasts are held.